Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings. Ha- we can space out here a little bit. Vikings Happy Hour. And move over, guys. Sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing, Eastside Jiu-Jitsu, and I, that's I can... badass. What are, we're here live at Lake Monster Brewing in St. Paul, Minnesota, where we actually just watched the Twins advance to the ALDS. But we're here to talk about the Vikings and how the offense can uh, – Take advantage of this Chiefs defense, which I, I realized after I published the show that the Chiefs defense is pretty good. Um, <laughs> Way to do your homework, man. You know what? It's been a it's been a really busy week, but let's let's talk optimistic. Actually, before we get into the Chiefs Vikings game, I want to get Ryan's thoughts on last week's game because uh, we obviously talked about it, but we have not heard from from Ryan yet. Pitiful, just pitiful, pitiful. I mean, it, it, like, I, I don't feel good about that win. Like, sure, I'll take it, but that was horrible. Like, we looked horrible on offense, which that's the only part of our team that should have looked good. And we got a couple lucky breaks, and that led us to a win. I mean, I'm happy that we won, obviously, but a team like the Panthers, you should be blowing them out. You shouldn't, or, or at least, like, winning, you know, pretty convincingly. And we just didn't do that. I mean, it went right down to the end. So I didn't love the fact that we, you know, played down to our competition. And I really hope that we have the ability to play up to the competition this week with the Chiefs. So speaking of this weekend's game, obviously the offense sputtered last week in a lot of different moments. How can they get on the right track this weekend against the Chiefs at home? Like, what what do they have to do in order to just start right? I I think you need to bring a well-balanced attack. You Mm -hmm. can't get too one-sided one way or the other. I thought I actually, you know, what's surprising is the run game was the only thing that really was working pretty well this game against the Panthers. So maybe they found something there. I thought Alexander Madison was running a little bit more decisively. I thought Cam Akers came in and ran pretty darn well. I mean, I think at one point he was averaging like seven yards a carry. I'm like, let's give this guy the ball a little bit more. And, yeah, so if you can have that well-balanced attack, you utilize the, the run game uh, and the pass game and and, and you know, a little more play action and and get a Justin Jefferson on some open routes, you know, it'll, it'll be great. So I think that's the way that you attack this team. Yeah, I think coming out of the Panthers game, they, they definitely didn't hit their strides. They were – Probably the the least of I don't know like least efficient game. I think the turnover for Kirk at the beginning of the game really like hurt him. Let's see how he comes out and just come out swinging on Sunday. There's no, this is kind of like in a there's like nothing to lose type of scenario because it's like a must win scenario for this team. So like give it everything you got and just like go for it. There's no point in um in like being risk adverse in in, in certain situations. So I I think it's got to come out swinging. I think they got to continue to move Ju- Justin Jefferson around. I'm curious how. Kansas City is going to position themselves against JJ because, like every team, they're going to try to take him away. But I think this team has better cornerbacks than we've seen in the last couple of weeks, so we'll see how they handle that. Um, but yeah, I think I think if you can, like you said, get a balanced attack. I think we need to get other receivers involved, though. I think that's important. I think if you can get the TJ Hawkinson, um, Jordan Addison, even a little bit of KJ Osborne, like get those guys more involved. I think that's just going to help the rest of the team and help JJ because. When teams key and double, triple team JJ, you got to have those one-on-one matchups somewhere. Win, you got to win there, and and that's you got to expose those opportunities as well. Yeah, and 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 another thing too is uh, you know we're going against a defensive front that has Chris Jones on there, 
And that's going to be a battle for all those interior guys. So they seem to play a little bit better last week. They held their own against Derek Brown, who in his own right is a very good defensive tackle. So we, we need to find that juice again. And, and Chris Jones is going to be a much more difficult um, uh, matchup than, than Derek Brown is. But if, if they can play anywhere near they did how they did this last weekend, hopefully uh, that'll give us some running lanes as well as some uh, decent pass protection. Yeah, the last couple of weeks, the run games really kind of found its stride after being awful the first two weeks. So really hoping they can continue to, to gel and, and have a good run game because it's important for this team. Uh, you got to be you got to be good on on first and second down, especially in the run game. If you're going to run the ball, so that second and third downs are a little easier. So um, and then, like you said, Cam Akers, I think he just kind of looked he looked different than what we've seen uh, at running back for this team um, this year, especially. Like, I think Ty Chandler's got juice, but I, you could tell Ty Chandler doesn't have the same vision. Cam Akers just naturally felt like a, an explosive playmaker when he got in the field. He looked confident. He looked looked like he was seeing things really well. So um, I, I was, it was good to see him get involved in, in, in the mix, and I think they should kind of see – we should see more of like a 50-50 split as the season goes just because I think Akers gives you a little bit more of that like true dynamic um, playmaker that, that Madison doesn't give you because Madison's more of that like three-down, like two-down thumper type. Um, so I, I think Akers can kind of really find a, a role in, in this offense. Matt doesn't want to talk. I think I think Matt. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out some stuff here. I agree. I thought Cam Akers looked really good actually <laughs> last week. I, I it was it was difficult for me because I wanted actually Akers to play more, but Madison all of a sudden showed up this season, and there were a couple runs where I was like, "Am I going to hit my season long bet where he gets over 60 yards on a single rush?" But uh, alas. It didn't happen. Hey, it might. It might. You talked about Chris Jones, by the way. I don't know if you watched Nick uh, Nick Miller's episode yesterday, but he talked about kind of the numbers and the fact that the Vikings run blocking and pass blocking is actually one of the top in the league. Um, so when you think about that and what fans kind of say about the interior offensive line and, and whatnot, do you think that this – offensive line actually stands a chance against Chris Jones this weekend, especially I'm thinking of interior Ed Ingram, maybe I mean, Garrett Bradbury. I mean, yeah, we, we've seen, we've seen them. I know they didn't win those for those first three games, but we've seen them hold their own against good competition so far. It's not that I think it's usually, it's the key situations that we really see just like they seem to struggle in. Excuse me. Where, where it's like third, you know, an obvious passing down and third down um, obvious. Like it's like a, a leak play, like a, a play action type play where the guy gets immediate pressure and Kirk, Kirk can't even turn around and get rid of the ball. Like it's kind of those things that are impacting the, like the, the perception of the O line. But overall, like you said, they're, they're playing pretty well. So it, it's, it's more of trying to make sure that those immediate um, mistakes don't happen as often because it's usually an Ed Ingram is usually the guy that everybody pinpoints because his, his mistakes tend to be obvious ones or impactful ones. And so um, if we can just lessen those, um, we'll see if, and, and maybe we'll see Reisner. I thought last week we were going to see Reisner. We didn't, but, um, we'll see how that goes this week. Yeah. I mean, and, and the hard part is it's hard to know, right? Like, obviously we've gone against really good defensive tackles, Fletcher Cox and, and Jalen Carter. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to name them all from the Eagles because that those are some of the best we played. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, but Chris Jones is a different animal. I mean, you watched him tear apart that Philadelphia Eagles really good Philadelphia Eagles offensive line last year in the Super Bowl. And that's the type of player he can be. He can take over a game a la Aaron Donald, right? So it, it, it's tough to say, you know, we're playing well. Let's hope the momentum keeps coming along and 
we can get really good help for, you know, in, in double teaming him. But at one point or another, he's going to probably make an impactful play. Just to Miles, what Miles' point, can you limit that? Can you limit that to a play or two a game instead of, you know, taking over the game? Do you guys actually think we have a chance on Sunday? I mean, I think this team has shown that they can play against anybody the last two years. It's just more so can they put it together because Patrick Mahomes will not let you get away with the things that Bryce Young, a rookie quarterback, let them get away with because he just hasn't seen it. He hasn't experienced it. It's just not not there for him yet. And that, and he also doesn't have the talent around him. But, um, I, yeah, Patrick Mahomes will, will make them pay for mistakes. And they can't make the same mistakes that they did against Carolina and expect to win a football game on Sunday. So, like I've said all season, like this team – the like the, the margin of error is there isn't one, especially especially against a team like Kansas City, yeah. Philadelphia, like the, those like Super Bowl contending type teams. The margin for error is like literally nothing. You like it, you there isn't one. You know, I will say this though: the Chiefs don't look like the Chiefs right now. You know that last game they yeah, did not. They, did they will not this look weekend. Great. I mean, I'm sure. We'll, I'm sure we'll make them look like Super Bowl like favorites. Actually. I am curious to see if Mahomes has like a, a pissed off game because well, he didn't play so well yeah, against I mean, the Jets. Yeah, played, even though they won, they they did win. But you know, there's some controversy on like the refs in that game. Was that a holding call? It I mean, was. I, I agree, but like. When you look at it from that perspective, they they didn't play overly great. They let yeah. Zach Wilson kind of beat him up a little bit, uh, and that's Zach Wilson. And uh, and I, don't worry, I won't go Rodney Harrison on this bit, but um, <laughs> but like do it. And, and and then and then you went and saw the Lions go into Arrowhead and beat them. Yep. And I mean, if we don't think we can compete with the Lions, right? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> so yeah. I think we can. I think we can compete with the Lions. And if the Lions can beat them, we could beat them. So. I don't look at this as like an insurmountable, you know, thing unless Taylor Swift shows up, apparently, <laughs> which I mean, she seems to be kind of the talk of the town for everywhere. I, I hate it so I know, much, to I be am. honest. Like I, mean, I, I finally muted that 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 term on Twitter because it was Taylor just Swift. that her name. I just can't do it no more. Of all the things care. in the last like five years to mute on Twitter. It's the only word I've ever muted in my life. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's Bro, I can't. <laughs> I just don't care. Like, I didn't. I like. I have no hate toward or ill will toward Taylor Swift, but I also just like don't care about her either. So like, well, that's what I mean. It's like, dude, what, what would you talk? Why are we talking about her and not because football? It's, it's not know? about us. I know, but it's just <laughs> there's a, there's a bigger audience out there. Like, I get it. It's a, you know, but but yeah, I appreciate the you know the people tuning in too. Um, Freddie, Terry, Terry. Freddie, um, whole crew over there, but um. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see what what Patrick Mahomes is going to do on Sunday because, <laughs> excuse me, damn, it's because you guys scarfed down food moments before we started this show, and they haven't quite uh, damn put it away, right? Um, and I finished my beer already, so I got nothing, yeah, nothing coming right? down. No, <laughs> yeah, um, no, I'm I'm curious to see how he comes out to play, and because I expect him to come out swinging because he wasn't happy with his game on Sunday. It wasn't just that he threw two interceptions; it was just like things looked off to, for him. And like it was just talking about Kirk. No, no, no. Mahomes. Oh, things look off to him. Things look unusual. But yeah, I mean, Kirk, too. I'm curious to see how he rebounds and bounces back because can can he kind of put it, get it back together? The first three games are really good by Kirk. And obviously this was his down one and they win that one. But some of those mistakes, like you could tell that he was playing more hesitant as the game was going on after that pick six. So I'm curious to see, like, can he come out and cut it loose and let it loose and and play a little bit more free again? Or is he going to like tighten up? And any little bit of adversity or like any mistakes. So I'm just curious that both quarterbacks, like 
how are they gonna like bounce back essentially yeah i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of hoping that uh kevin o'connell is aggressive in the sense of like let's see let's see kind of like a brandon staley um dan campbell type of thing where you're at home you need to win this game like be aggressive and go for it on fourth maybe a little bit in your own territory at like the 45 if you need to um and just if the run game isn't working early just scrap it do what you're good at and attack the chiefs defense you have a plethora of weapons and i think that's something i kind of want to get into a little bit more is just like Kirk didn't target anybody outside of Jefferson really last week. I think Hawkinson had two. I think Addison had a target, and it was the the PI, which that's a whole different story uh, with D, DPI with underthrown footballs. But I don't know. I just I'm finding like no words to like say about this team because I just don't know who they are at this point in the season. Like it's week five, and I just have no idea what to expect on a week to week basis with them. Because we've seen so many different performances. Yeah, I mean, you just really hope that that offense can show up to what they have been all seasons. And then the defense can show up to show what they did last week, right? And their special teams can show up and, you know, be consistent. Like, the hard part to your point is, yeah, we don't know who this team is yet. And, you know, just when you're about to give up on the team, they go and get a scrappy win, which doesn't instill any sort of confidence in you. So you're still sitting here like, crap where are we and and that's kind of where i'm at right now yeah i I feel like we need to see like a a special team splash i feel like that's one thing we haven't seen this season we've seen one negative play with when the brandon pal had a really nice return so good yeah he had a really nice return and then he fumbles it but like other than that we haven't seen like positive or negatively we haven't really seen like a big splash play from the special special teams especially punt return because kick return there really isn't many opportunities there but punt return even like a we haven't seen a turnover on like kickoff or on on, on punt uh, punt coverage, so I just want to see special teams kind of make a splash because those usually those can help turn games as well. Who who's on the offensive line again for the the Chiefs? We got Creed Humphrey, who should be a Minnesota Viking. Creed Humphrey, uh, Creed Humphrey. And, and Trey Smith are really good on their interior, and and, and, and Tooney and Tooney. Yeah. So their interior is really good, like phenomenal. But their their tackles are the two guys that they're they're new, but they're also Taylor like and Donovan Juwan Smith. Taylor and Donovan Smith. Yeah, yeah. so. They they used to have really good ones like Orlando Brown was like really as, really as better good. than Donovan Smith for sure really really good um, yeah. he's pretty good it's Oklahoma again um, I, I wouldn't say he's really really good but he's pretty good um and then but Juwan Taylor they paid him a lot of money and he just hasn't well what's weird is they paid Juwan Taylor the money million, yeah. like they they paid the money that they could have paid Orlando Brown yep. Brown who is a better like yeah all no, jokes aside you know he is a better player especially this year like um so I'm I'm curious to see if we can attack those edges. Uh, if, if Marcus Davenport, the way he played last week, if he can kind of Ooh, that he was a monster, he was he was everywhere. That bro. was like, kind of my leading question here yeah. is like he's going to be the difference maker this week, and I yeah. feel like like Neil Hunter's going to do his thing, but the way that Marcus Davenport showed up last week, I don't think we've seen that in a lot. Like I'll even go as far to say that even Zadarius didn't provide that sort of spark. That was like an Everson Griffin type game to me. Yes. That's what it felt like. Well, yeah, I, w- I would say Zadarius brought the production in a different way and and the spark i would say but like i don't know yeah yeah to your point like he almost looked like everson like where like he was like a i don't want to say it like this but like he's like a madman yeah and now i don't expect that every week but like i do well but like you know he wanted to put people wrong because like people doubted him when we signed him for sure and then people were 
complaining trash. over the last couple for over the last couple of weeks because he hasn't gotten to play because he got hurt. injured. Right, right. So it's like, no, he's coming out and saying, like, no, I earned this yeah. eleven million oh, yeah. or whatever it is. Well, and so the one thing that those edge rushers got to be careful of is like you can't just like free spin off of the tackles and expect Mahomes to just sit there and take it and get sacked. Mahomes yeah. is one of the best players in the league at maneuvering the pocket and also escaping the pocket. So and throwing off platform in every sort of angle. So I'm curious how they're going to kind of contain that because you can't just because sometimes when you let a, a rusher, a pass rusher just go, they kind of can go any way inside, outside. But those guys have to have to keep him in the pocket and contain him. You can't just free rush inside, like make a spin move inside or a bull rush inside because he'll just pop outside and, and, and run free and find either run the ball or throw or find somebody down the field. So you can't just like they can't treat him like they did Bryce Young last week. I, Harrison Smith's not just going to get free runs at the quarterback. He's not going to be able to just like be at the line of scrimmage the entire game. It's just not going to work that way against this kind of this kind of quarterback. Like you're you're kind of like looking at the opposite of the the Panthers with this team, because you could attack Bryce Young because he's young, you know, inexperienced, coming off an injury. You could do all those things and feel confident in everybody else behind you, but you can't do that to, to Patrick Mahomes. So I'm curious to see how, how Brian Flores is going to dial things up so that they can disrupt him. What is interesting, which I'm excited about, really, is that we have seen variations of this defense already. Like last year, we were so used to watching yeah. this like shell defense, same defense, doesn't matter who the opponent is. We did the exact same thing every, you know, every, every to every team. Here, it does seem like Brian Flores is scheming his defense to the players that he's going against, yep. which is a breath of pressure. Definitely. You have to get creative this weekend, though, with blitzing because you have to. Yeah, because to your point, I know you're itching to go get beers, so you can definitely go. That's more so me saying I want a beer, too. So I'm like a server. Now, I'm or? the one in the middle. That's not that's not my fault. I can I go. Ask to sit here. I'll go grab one. You're you just hate being host. So I do. hate. It. You so, grab me in. He wants an Oktoberfest at Lake Monster. I t I'll take a depth charge. Um. But yeah, you have to get creative with your your blitzing because again, Mahomes is going to pick it apart. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, do you just rely on Harrison Smith to do that again next week? Because he's I mean, he's got he's going to have to be the difference maker. I feel like again. I mean, yes, but like it, obviously, like I said, it can't it won't be the same thing as what you did against Bryce Young. You can't just free blitz him as often as they did. You can't just like he's not going to get the the he's not going to get home in the same way like. Yes, I think Harrison Smith's going to have an impact, and I think there's an opportunity for him to have a major impact. But uh, a lot of that does ride on like the guys behind him, like the the DBs have to be more. Besides Travis Kelsey, though, there's not really anybody you're like afraid of. I hope, I hope this like the defense, the DBs aren't afraid of anybody besides Travis Kelsey. Yeah, like because nobody's really proven anything. Like I think Rushy Rice has looked good, but um, I, he's obviously a rookie. I think Sky Moore has potential, but he hasn't really shown much. Hasn't done a lot. Um, and then there's, uh, uh, thank you, Ryan. Yeah, thank. Uh, and then there's Kadarius Tony, who's kind of been like in and out of the lineup. Um, so like there really isn't a guy that you're like truly afraid of besides Travis Kelsey in the past game. So I'm, I do wonder if they're going to try to like run it down our throats with Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon revenge game. Jarek Jarek McKinnon revenge game. He never game. got it with the 49ers no, when he we played. He it. Got hurt. Right, hurt. right. So like, like maybe that's a one of their strategies is kind of like do what the Eagles did and, and just like start running the ball down our throats. Now I think we're more prepared for that type of scenario than, than we were against the Eagles, but, but maybe that's a, that's part of their, um, their game plan. 
Mr. Kirk Cousins calls out if, if Davenport doesn't play at that level every week, we need to have good creativity. Well, and you can't like I know Matt's saying he expects it every week, but you can't expect that type of performance every week. That's just not sustainable. As as great as it was, it's not a sustainable like he's like I think Marcus Davenport's a good player. What's your expectation then? Like Daniel Hunter doesn't have that every week. Like Daniel Hunter doesn't go ape shit like God mode Hulk every week. Like Daniel Hunter makes I, an impact every week. I but Daniel okay. Hunter doesn't like right like yes. and that's okay, not me okay. nitpicking or being negative on Daniel Hunter. But like that expectation that Marcus Davenport is literally going to like run rough shot every single week, it's just like that's just like hard to sustain. And so like it's more of like that doesn't mean he won't have an impact or can't be in, impactful or like help other guys around him be impactful. I just think you still need guys around him to to step up too. It can't just be oh we need that every week from Marcus and Davenport and the defense will be fine. Like that's just not realistic. Is DJ Wanham the guy? No, to step up. We know this. Like that that dude is really good at being in the in the perfect spot, though. Like if anybody's in the perfect spot, like every single time for like a free sack or like literally to go pick scoop scoop and score, like that man is is it. Like I need to hang around DJ Wanham a little bit more, just get a little bit of that luck. Are you gonna get onto the NFL field here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just want some of that luck he's got. <laughs> um, let's tra- transition back to the offensive side of the ball. And I, I kind of want to talk about TJ Hawkinson in this game because I feel like it's Oktoberfest. I feel like TJ Hawkinson, if you play fantasy, he's the number one fantasy tight end. Is he? This year. Yeah. Oh, the, touch, the touchdowns for sure. Yeah. I think what Sam Laporta has the most yards. Yeah, I think yeah. I think so. And Travis Kelsey missed the first game. Yes. So right. Yeah. That That's why. Flip is like just rolling in L.A. right now to know that TJ Hawkinson's atop the leaderboard, though, because he absolutely hates him for some reason. But yeah, I just feel like this weekend you have to get Travis Kelsey involved or TJ Hawkinson involved. Both teams are saying this. But yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe right. I shouldn't have got him that extra beer. <laughs> you have to get TJ Hawkinson. Who is this kid? David. What up? Uh, you have to get TJ Hawkinson involved this weekend. Um, and you have to get Jordan Addison because I, I do feel like they're going to, they're going to, try to take away Justin Jefferson. Well, the, the, the Chiefs have two really good cornerbacks in Legereus Sneed and uh, Trent McDuffie. And so I'm curious, like, how they'll deploy that. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Sneed's the guy that kind of covers or follows JJ and McDuffie kind of handles the rest, the other guy. But, like, someone's going to be open or have an opportunity because the, all the attention's on Je- Jefferson. So this is why you drafted Jordan Addison. This is why you bring you have KJ as your, you know you're another guy, and this is why you signed TJ Hawkins to an ex, the big extension you did because one of those guys needs to be able to win one on one opportunities because they see them frequently with a Justin Jefferson on your offense. So um, one of those guys has to step up, and I hope they have a game plan to find that weakness of the Chiefs' defense that they can figure out which which guy that'll be this week. Well, and the thing is, is knowing just historically how Steve Spagnolo plays his defenses, he's going to try to create, bring guys. He's going to bring pressure. So there are going to be opportunities. Yes, like there are going to be times where JJ is going to be double covered and maybe triple covered, but there are going to be one-on-one opportunities for him. We got to be able to identify that and 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 stick him. You know, get it, get, hit him on those open crossing routes or deep routes, whatever it might be, you got to take advantage of those opportunities because they will come, but and then that just puts a lot more pressure on our offensive line to perform. David Rinaldi put in the in the chat here, Randall and Reiser are getting reps. I have not been on Twitter at they all They did today. last week, too. Okay. So I don't know if that, like, 
it's hard for me to like take that and then maybe this is a, like a, a let us know point. david but no no they've been taking the same reps this week as they were last but okay like it doesn't really matter until we see the game like if they're gonna actually get in i wouldn't be surprised if they don't again because i think they like their their lineup they don't want to disrupt that lineup as much as they probably should and they played well last week i mean didn't they overall overall they did yeah. i mean i mean the pressures still are, aren't great for ingram but the thing that I think fans need to, really to sort of understand a little bit when it comes to the offensive line is like the offensive line is going to probably lose more than they win in most situations. I feel like the defense has an advantage with, when you're rushing the passer. And maybe I could be wrong. More times than not. No, I, I like I don't agree with that. Like you shouldn't win more. The defense is going to win more times than than you like than you lose like that on the offensive line. No, that shouldn't happen <laughs> like that. That should not ever happen. Like, I'm not saying they won't lose every once Maybe in a I'm while. Just, I'm advocating for our interior <laughs> offense. No, no, line. I'm not. And I'm not anti, like, I'm not even anti Ed Ingram. I, I understand why he's a scapegoat. He obviously needs to improve. But there there's are, always like, a scapegoat, though. They're, they're like positives to his game as well. So, like, I think there's a reason that the, the Vikings have an investment in Ed Ingram. They want him to develop, they want him to improve. So, that's why I'm not as surprised at the fact that he is still in the game because they, they're seeing enough on their end to not just flip him out of the game and, and say, all right, all right, Reiser. And maybe, and maybe Reiser hasn't shown enough in practice. Like yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, we only see games. We don't yeah. see practice and who like maybe right. Reiser's cheeks in practice. Well, and who remember, knows? he like, hasn't played right guard in since college and he didn't even do that very, yeah, very often. He, did, yeah. he played more tackle more, you know, played, I know he played a little bit of everything in college, but like he played all left guard at, with the Denver Broncos for four years and people like people forget how hard it is to transition to the other side. So, I, I, like we always want to like say, let's just get Ed Ingram out of there. But maybe he's better than Reisner right now. Mr. Kirk Cousins brings up a good point here because we talked about it pre-show too. Nick Bolton is the difference maker on that defense. He's a beast. He's one of them for sure. And yeah. I don't think he played last week. He's questionable he for this weeks. week with a leg injury. So yeah, I mean, you could be onto something there, Mr. Kirk Cousins. Just a lot of quick. Yep. attacking you know slants well, screens we saw some of that screens that don't kill justin jefferson so i think they took uh some of the pages out of the playbook of what the um the panthers are the, the chargers did to the vikings where they they had a lot of quick screens they had a lot of like they they substituted their run game with the quick game because they know that they needed to they, they, they knew they weren't running the ball successfully but they still needed to move the ball down the field and i think the vikings took some of that and you saw some of the screen plays the quick screens quick throws to jj or you know some of those um i can't remember like couple other guys got got those opportunities mainly jj i know he got blown up on one but i think offsetting if, you, if you're not running the ball er, like well early in games offsetting that run game with some quick passes and those things it helps keep drives alive rather than just trying to run your head into the wall um all the time too so i, I yeah i agree with that i think that should be something that they they pivot to if they need to i'm gonna sidetrack us just for a quick second because maybe you guys discussed this maybe you didn't on monday um you didn't sorry. watch I, I didn't watch it yet i'm sorry oh my god uh, support Oh, my bad. I have a job and shit. Coach my own kid's team. Oh, by the way, we're in the playoffs. It's cool. Um, hey, but it's just a hobby for us. We're trying our best. <laughs> but what, what I, so I don't know if it was somebody in our comments on after, after game show or if it was a comments on your guys' show. I can't remember. But I thought I remember hearing or seeing somebody say something about, hey, should we bring Adam Thielen back because KJ Osborne's cheeks? Just care to comment? I, I, th I think that's what uh, what Nick Miller put in our uh, our little climb in the pocket group chat. No, I mean 
what happened last week with Adam Thielen, I mean, he, he's the he's the go-to receiver for Bryce Young. I think that's evident through five weeks of the season, four weeks of the season. Um, I think he is pretty close, if not the leader in receptions, because there was one game he had, I think, 11 catches. Um, but but no, I, I don't want anything to do with Adam Thielen. I think K.J. Osborne is fine. I think people just dog him for no good reason. Um, I think got to dog somebody. When we're well, not winning, Thielen also isn't getting a lot of separation. He's getting a lot of opportunities and targets, and he's going to give him like three screen passes. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's also like good at contested catches too. So I'm not going to like downplay him for that. But he's not getting the separation. He's just in an offense that doesn't have anybody else. Thielen would be the fifth option in this offense. You know, was Mingo hurt? I don't no, remember. Just, I think he was just a healthy scratch. Really? I know. The week before that, he played a lot. So I'm not, I'm not really sure what's going on there. Though. They brought that Laviska Chenault guy back into the, yeah, but they the game really plan much with him either like terrace marshall was like the only receiver i felt like looked okay i mean feeling feeling looked solid like but like feeling for, for where he's at in his career but i think people saying like feeling should come back they don't always take into account the contract like yeah he went and got more money he went like did all those things like that factors he also wanted to be a top one or two receiver on a team he wasn't he didn't want to take the back seat that he had to take here that's one of the reasons he left um, I want to go back to, you know, we talked about we don't see what happens in practice. It's kind of been a long overdue conversation that uh, Taylor Swift is a distraction of the Chiefs. Clearly not. They've won two games, though they probably would have won without her. I think, I think Travis Kelsey did say, though, like this is getting ridiculous. Like, I think he said that today or yesterday. Yeah. When the oh, NFL like social didn't know media, what, the, what the hell is going on. Like he's just like okay, this is ridiculous. It's annoying. Like to to it or or what? Because I I have no idea. But I'm maybe because it is becoming even, a distraction. I didn't even want to go into it, but like the different type of personality that Travis Kelsey is now compared to what he was with previous girlfriends and and things. It, Do you follow Travis Kelsey's love life? I, we just seen enough. I've just seen enough. Like that that dude is getting ball fades and and doing things now. And now he's doing wearing a, a like a. Uh, state trooper mustache. What's wrong with that? There ain't nothing I'm, wrong with it. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm about to do that this weekend. I'm not. No, no, it's not. I'm no, saying. No, you won't. No, you won't. I, I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, you got, I'll send a picture. I'm just saying. Night. I'm just saying that man switching his personality to the girl he's dating. That's all I'm saying. I'm hands up. Hands up. I'm not going to go down the conspiracy theory with the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift relationship. I love it, conspiracy oh, theories. I couldn't care, I couldn't care less so why, many. Why? Or what I want. Dating. What I want to talk about is something that we've kind of teased all season. But because you brought up the fact that we don't see you practice and whatnot, I feel like it's a good time to talk about it. Andrew Booth and Lewis scene. I went on kind of a tangent early in the year that people were being too hard on yeah, Lewis Seen. Way wrong on that. Because he was coming back from a compound fracture. He didn't really play in his in his uh, rookie season. Um, but man, dude, like they're throwing out Theo Jackson and Makai Blackman, and Andrew Booth is just a a gunner. At Dude, this they point. only have four active cornerbacks, and Booth doesn't play. Yeah, <laughs> like for a team that runs dime a lot, like yeah. they rather play safeties than another corner. And I think that's part of their system in general. But like he doesn't see snap. Like Booth in general, like doesn't see snaps. Scene's been obviously got hurt with the hamstring with playing special teams or whatever. But like, yeah, it's it's really disappointing that those guys can't even like crack a rotation. At this point, it's not even that they're like have to be starters, but they can't even like get on the field when they're healthy. So like that's that's the disappointing part. I'm not ready to give up on either. On either. 
No, no, I'm I'm a three year guy. Like I still think they need another offseason, but like it's definitely not promising. There you can't i I've said this, I said this with Treadwell too, I think. Like if you see like these guys in their first two years, they're not contributing, you can't rely on them for the following season. So like your decisions can't be dictated by expecting them to be like a positive attribution to your team. And so like that doesn't mean that they won't won't earn those roles and opportunities, but like if you need another cornerback, you go get that cornerback. You don't let like Andrew Andrew Booth isn't a reason you don't go get another cornerback, right? right. Like hey, Lewis Seen isn't a reason you don't like re-sign him a Josh Metellus. Like they they will cut one of those guys next season. I'm yeah, sure maybe it's, it's probably, maybe, it's but possible. like also I, I I yes I I I'm not loving what I see out of any of our corners honestly. Like what? when when I watch our cornerbacks right now, I'm like Byron Murphy sure. But he got he kind of got cooked. Uh, what was that? Two games ago. Everybody uh, got cooked. I mean, everyone, everyone did. Everybody, yeah, everyone. But it was like, pretty evenly split. Yeah, sure. But like, what what I'm saying is we that like I don't think anyone's playing like exceptionally well. Where cornerback's not a major need next year. Um, like Everything yeah, Caleb Evans, like he's splashed a little bit, but he's also made quite a few mistakes. Yeah, Makai Blackman. Makai Blackman looks okay. Like mm-hmm. I don't think he's done anything great. Andrew Booth hasn't even had an opportunity. And I mean, that's, and, that's and, his and, fault. And, and that, right. No, I'm not saying that it's not. I'm saying that, like, we just don't really have anyone in that room right now. Well, I also think a part of, like, seeing those guys struggles earlier in the season is the fact that you don't really have a, a pass rush without blitzing. Like, you, like what was, who was it? The, the Chargers, they blitz 83% of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you expect your DBs to play well if you're not getting home and you're blitzing that much, right? Like those types of things. Yeah. I, I obviously didn't do the show last week because I was sick and you guys were on with Jonathan Stewart, which great. That was a great episode, by the way. I thought you guys did a great job. Thanks, um, man. You I, watched that one, huh? I did watch that one. Um, I just don't watch the Monday ones because I'm not included. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Uh, but <laughs> one thing I want to bring back about that Chargers game is remember how I was really high on Tuli Tuliopo? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wrecked us. He did. He was he really good. He wrecked really us. Good. So I was like, I, I just felt validated in my ability to couch scout. <laughs> we're we're always somebody who plays the Vikings is always due for a freaking breakout game, and it didn't surprise me last week that that kicker made his the longest kick of his career against us. Like yeah. it just it just always happened. We should we should project who's gonna do it this week. It's probably Trent McDuffie. Trent uh pick six or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, something crazy. Oh my gosh! If 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 Kirk throws a pick six in back to back weeks, this fan base is gonna lose it. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna break out. Maybe maybe your boy Sky Moore. Yeah, maybe maybe like I want to see Justin Ross get some reps. Yeah, he really really hasn't. Who? All the offseason, Justin, Justin Ross. Ross. He was like a it was super wide high, receiver. Like, he got hurt last year. Clemson Clemson guy. Clemson. He was like highly touted. Clemson. You haven't heard kid. about him? That's the fast kid, right? No, tall, skinny, tall, skinny dude. No, not ringing a bell. Or maybe like Kadarius Tony goes off. <laughs> like, Tony won't go off. No, but like, he's kind of been phased out of that offense. But I think it's more likely that Jarek McKinnon has a, a true revenge game against us. I think it's going to be Pacheco. I think Pacheco is going to go for like one thirty and and two. If if like they decide to like commit to that. Well, we can talk about that right now. We can we can include it in our prop bet. I, I literally laugh every single time I see anyone talk about Pacheco because they they're always like referencing something like. He's running like uh, he's oh, got a whatever yeah, it is, yeah. right? Like whatever the mad at the ground, yeah, um, or whatever. The ground. But like yeah. it is funny to watch him run. Like he he's runs got high hard. Knees. He runs with high yeah. knees. Like when you see the the drills of guys running with high knees, like he he's like over exaggerating that as a regular run. 
and and how, how you find him in the seventh round, and then we we go get Dwayne McBride, which self admittedly I liked him. I was excited about the pick. Um, I think the Vikings were excited about that pick too. So it's not like yeah, no, right. But like, how how do you how do we not get a Pacheco ever? I guess we got Ivan Bates. We, we got Ivan Bates. We got Jarek McKinnon. The Vikings have like a good, third round. The Vikings have, yeah, have had true. good running backs the last decade, bro. Like I know, no, I'm not saying like at running back. I'm just saying that like at any position. Oh, Ivan Pace is that guy. Definitely like Ivan sure. Pace is that. I think J- I think J. Ron Curse kind of was a little bit of that, but he never got run with us really. Well, like, he I, didn't become like he like did. a notable name. He until got a little bit of run with Cowboys when yeah. he played like that big nickel position, and then he went, and then he left, went to Detroit, then went to Dallas. But like I'm saying, like there are some of those types of players, but they're not as. I'm I'm with you. Like there hasn't been enough. But, like like where's our Trey Smith? Where's our you I know like our like our late round pick that like becomes a stud? It's back in 2015, and they're all on different teams now, right. except for Daniel Hunter. I think a Caleb Evans is probably the closest thing we have, though. Besides Ivan Pace, Ivan yeah. Pace is kind of Ivan Pace own, is it. He's yeah. like he's like in his own world right well, now. I mean, like, and like Metellus, Metellus is coming up. Metellus, yeah, that's a good know, one. Metellus is a good. That's one. a really good pull. In a real organization. Oh, Cam Bonham too. I think Bonham's been. I know he's a fourth round pick, but. That's still like a, a good a good pick to find a guy yeah, that can. He's been good. And he's, he's been really good. good. He's yeah. been way more aggressive. I I love the new the scheme because they Fits can. Him well. Those guys are can be so much more downhill aggressive rather than having to just be up top. Man, I was ready to write off Harrison Smith, and he comes in and has that game. Which I mean, like he got to play at the line of scrimmage the whole game, but like he played a damn I, good game. I'm just saying, I don't, he I don't think he can get away with that this week. Oh, definitely not. Like, but what I'm what I'm saying is, I was ready to be like, all right, ship oh, him off for sure, like whatever, sure. like a vending machine. <laughs> and like let these young kids get run, and now I'm like, ah, I can't really say. You that got anymore. your your chat chat GPT shit. I do have it. Um, should we get into that stuff? Or we, prop should, bets? we should. We uh, should. I do want to say though, I I I still think that uh, it'll be done by like we'll stop that bit by like week seven. So you guys are fine. Keep it rolling. Um, I'm good with it. I think it's funny. I do want to say, Cam Bynum is like, he's gonna get a contract extension here. I think. Was year three, so yeah, I mean, you know, I think so, and you know, so because here's a- because of Lewisine, like there's no like that, and that that's another unfortunate reason. But like when you have guys like Lewisine who don't pan out, well, no, you, but like not because of Lewisine, no, not but not because not, like not he was he, Lewisine was supposed to take over Harrison Smith. No, I know, and but, then you you know that's going to be your next higher paid safety is buying none. All the yeah. snowballs, though, like yeah, no, yeah. Well, no, it just means that we have another need at safety again in the near future, yeah. unless we're really excited about Theo Jackson, which. I mean, because he's only in year two, and he's looking pretty good. Yeah, they yeah. have his rights for he's, for uh, two more years, I think. Yeah, yeah. this team contract. is set at safety for the foreseeable future. Yes, they should be. But if like Tyler Newvin's there, you might have to go. No, I'm not. I'm not spending a first round pick on another. Well, safety. I was saying second. But no, I this do team needs to invest in either their quarterback of the future, I like, I like him, <laughs> or in the trenches. Just take best player because it kills me so much to see. No, I agree with that though. Trenches, like we need to detackle for sure. Here, Tart. And still, we still need to like detackle, I said, even like, it with him. Like I said, Byron Murphy last year. To your Tart. That's your guy. one this year. That's my one this year. Okay, okay. Uh, because I did poor planning this this week. Uh, typical, we, typical. We, we can't plug in the computer and have the light on at the same time. Jesus Christ! So we only have about thirty minutes left of battery life. So we need to just keep this train moving. Um, so let's switch to our our. That's- that's our producer, guys. That's, that's just what we deal with. Like, this is the stuff I deal but, with. But honestly, he is pretty good. He's like, right. like if we're being real, he's like, okay. I mean, I, he sucks. But if like, I gave him a grade, honestly, he's pretty like good. a C plus. You know? Yeah. 